podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. I mustn't shout this evening because as you can see, We've all got headsets on, which is going to be means that the audio quality of this podcast now is going to be unbelievable. So I better not shout. So good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you may be. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast. Episode 83, um, three points in the bag. Lovely to win first game of the season. Always want to win first game of the season. Joining me this evening, um, we had him on last week, uh, but he's agreed to come back on this week. Uh, due to popular demand, I might add. Um, Dan, how are you, mate? Hello, Craig. How are you doing? Mate, we're not actually on a podcast. You know, we're just playing Call of Duty on the Xbox. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we, that's what we that's look what like. like isn't it? That's what it looks like. Part, no, yeah, thanks, for up. <laughs> thanks for having me back, mate. No problem at all, mate. Our pleasure. Harry, how are you, sir? I'm good, mate. All good, thank you. Good, Very good. good. Very good. Judges? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks. Just to say to the boys before you come on, like, you know, uh, had a good time up in Newcastle, but me uh, back went into spasm, so I'm not in a not too healthy at the moment, like you know. So was uh, that because you were disco dancing? No, don't lie. Don't lie. videos on Facebook. I, I did have a little dance, but um, you know, like um, a few beers had kicked in by then. But uh, no, it was more on. The, I got. I went up there because obviously in the in the car, and um, oh blimey, it was, it was a long journey, and uh, I woke up Sunday morning, and we went into spasm. So, uh, and then I had to go up 66,000 flights of steps. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, they weren't, they didn't give me the lift. Me and Steve were trying to get the lift, but they weren't having it. You know what I mean? So, um, but all in all, you know. Uh, Should have shown him your did... bus pass. Yeah. I thought you was my mate, Harry. I feel like, <laughs> you know what I mean? How comes he's he's getting away with wearing a blue shirt, by the way? You know what I mean? It's, it's Argentina. Oh, Argentina. Yeah, Argentina. Maradona, Messi, two greatest footballers of all time. There if I'd have known it was an Argentina one, I'd got him to take it off. But... Yeah, well, but, no. Uh, See, we'll he's chest. No, thank you. We'll have <laughs> Lee, to, uh... Lee, where's your shirt, mate? You said you were going to put the defender we signed on the back. What's going on with that? <laughs> I cannot get David Luiz on my back. Thank you very much. <laughs> you did Sorry, promise. Mate. I, had to bring it, I had to bring it up, mate. I had to bring oh, it up. Yeah, he's, where, here, there's a question for you, Lee. Can you see that, look? Were you on the pints or the... <laughs> I was on the... Right, Karen well knows I was on the pints if she's been watching Facebook and things like that. Definitely on the pints. But uh, yeah, what I'm going to have to do, because I did say that last week, didn't I? Thanks, Dan. You're not coming on no more, by the way. <laughs> um, but, uh, I will have to get a, a defender with Sam. So I have a little vote. Do you know what I mean? Should I get David Louise on it? Because we did say a class defender. Now, is he class or not? You know, He's won it all. So we'll have a little votes for the people that are watching today if they can all vote. All right then. Okay. So, are you are you are you serious? Well, if if the if, are you serious? Now, if the viewers <laughs> of the same old Arsenal believe that David Luiz is a world class striker uh, sorry, defender, and I should get him on the back of my shirt when I go and purchase, then I will go and put David Luiz, which is a total take of the pitchery because he's got more air than I've ever had. You know what I mean? Like, um, but I will get David Louise on the back of my shirt. Okay, right? not Harry, only... you haven't got a vote, all right? I'm telling okay. you that now because you're going to go against it. There's a little, <laughs> there's a, there's another little catch. If if they decide that you are to have David Louise on the back of your shirt, I want a picture of it, of you in the stadium, and I want a picture of you going. 
Oh, with a David Lewis wig on. With... <laughs> yeah, could you borrow it off Heavy D? <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't. Oh, no, I, I, don't, I, won't, I won't get one with a wig. Come on, like, then. Unless, unless, the, unless the same old Arsenal viewers vote for that, you know what I mean? Like, you know, All right, uh, well, look, how many... i tell you what, right, if you... Everyone in the chat, everyone that's in the chat right now, and anyone that's watching this on replay... Hello to you, by the way, if you're watching this on replay. Thanks for the support. If you think Lee Judges should get David Luiz put on the back of his shirt, put it in the comment section uh, down below if you're watching on replay. Or tweet it. Or tweet to us, hashtag David Luiz for Lee Judges. Um, And we'll see how many we get. Uh, How many we got to get, Lee? Well, we'll see what what comes out. You know, yes or no. I don't know. What do you reckon? A thousand. A thousand. A thousand. (laughs) A thousand. I say, go to Twitter, right? We'll go 500. Go 500. No, we'll go a thousand. Go to Twitter. Go to Twitter and tweet us. Luiz, hashtag David Luiz for judges. And if we can get a thousand hashtags, Lee will get the the picture and David Luiz put on the back of his shirt. It'll have to be the away kit as well, though. Is that all right? That's fine. Thank you very much, Craig. That's fine. That's fine. Um, Yeah, how about get this video to a thousand likes? That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah, all right then. Yeah, a thousand likes on this video. So cancel everything. Yeah, cancel everything I've just said. A thousand thousand likes likes on this video, or a thousand um, views. A thousand views. No, a thousand views. We can't a thousand views. We'll have a thousand views on it in half an hour. But uh, that's that's too easy. A thousand likes. But but interesting. I want to know: Do people feel that David Luiz is a a a world class defender? I need to know that. All right, well, let us know in the comments here now. Right, let, yeah, comment. Well, Lee wants to know, that. do you all think that David Lewis, is David Lewis a world-class defender? I did say defender? world-class defender, I'd have on my back. Is he? So let us know in the comments. Anyway, let's get, we, I suppose we'll get on with the podcast, really. Yeah, we'll yeah, go, why not? Be here all night. Uh, just before we start, um, as you know, we are partnered with Fansbet. Um, if anyone likes to bet at the weekend, um, <laughs> have a look at the app, uh, which is uh, the link below. Have a bet, and uh, actually a bit of news with this. Actually, we've actually chosen our um, we've actually chosen our what's the word I'm looking for beneficiary. So our beneficiary now uh, with fans bet will be Great Ormond Street Hospital. So every time you bet, um, you're not helping the podcast; you're helping sick children um, in Great Ormond Street. Every single penny of the of the partnership, every single penny that we raise will go straight to Great Ormond Street Hospital. So um, there you go. There's your cause um, to use the app. Every time you bet with them, you're helping uh, sick kids um, in Great Ormond Street Hospital. Um, so, yeah. Newcastle away. Um, not a ground I like Arsenal going to, even though we've been quite successful up there the last few uh, the last few times. Uh, Harry, let's start with you. Um, it's quite a slow game, wasn't it? Um wasn't you know after watching kind of uh, Liverpool destroy uh, Norwich and and Manchester City destroy West Ham at pace? Um, this game wasn't too pacey, was it? It was it was quite a slow game. Yeah, I think when you wait all summer to see your team come back into competitive action, your expectations are huge, and often you get let down because you know for a number of reasons. We can talk about the the players that were available um you know lots of players at sort of different fitness levels meaning that certain people had to be left out uh, certain youngsters got a chance that um you know have impressed but i don't think they'll be playing every week as the season goes on uh, so we have to take all of that into consideration but the most important thing is that we got the three points we got a clean sheet and you know we move on we build on it um but yeah i think 
looking at Manchester City and Liverpool, I think you should just forget about them. They're in the league of their own compared to us. So, you know, we just need to make the top four. That's our level at the moment. And uh, based on the fact that we had so many players out, Lacazette was unable uh, to start. Pepe didn't look fit at all. Um, you know, David Lewis hasn't trained uh, enough with Arsenal to get a start. I thought Chambers did really well. So we've got to look at the positives. I thought Willock did really well. Um, I thought Nelson did okay. A lot of people were raving about Nelson after the game. I thought he'd done okay, but I didn't see the big fuss, to be honest. Yeah, I, I agree. I felt like he kept drifting inside too much. And we were talking about Nelson coming back and being a winger. And, and I wanted to see him start in a wider position, get the ball on his stronger foot and have room to drive in. But he seemed to get lost in that inside channel a little bit too often for me yesterday. That was my only sort of thought on Reese Nelson. But yeah, it's a positive performance. Always when the season starts, you're excited, you're pumped, you're buzzing and you expect a great game. Ultimately, if that sort of game happens every week and Arsenal pick up the results and get back in the Champions League, then I'm good with that. Absolutely. Yeah, Dan, let's come to you, mate. Um, a lot of people have been saying to me, you know, in various, uh, my, my buddies Aaron Wassap were saying, you know, a couple of years ago we'd have lost the game. It would have been a game we would have lost or a game we would have conceded a goal in the last minutes. Because um, the Newcastle come on quite strong there at the end. Um, and I thought we'd done a really, really good job of keeping Newcastle at bay yesterday. Yeah, I think so. Uh, just touching on the squad, a lot of people were texting me going, oh, have you seen the side? It's so weak. We've got young players and all this. And what did people expect? We know the people that were out. We knew Lacazette wasn't fit. We knew Pepe would be on the bench. We knew that Bellerin and holding it out. We knew that Tieni's not fit. We knew that Ozil had his problems with Kalasinac. We knew that Tobias will probably be on the bench. You've got to take Socrates, Chaka uh, and um, Leno and Mbappéang. That's probably the only players that will start against Burnley, if I'm honest. Um, so we're playing a League Cup or Europa League side there against the Premiership side. Now, I don't rate Newcastle enough tipped them to go down this season. Um, I don't think the manager will do enough to keep them up. So I can't say that our defending was outstanding. Um, but you touch on Chambers... Yeah, I've not been a fan of him, if I'm honest. Um, but I thought he played very well, if I'm honest, with Callum Chambers. Um, and I thought that, you know, he, he didn't really put a foot wrong. But then again, Newcastle going forward, I don't think they had much. They shelved at the post and that Joe Linton had one shot, which Leno saved. Apart from that, I don't think they had much, really. Um, but when it comes to Nelson, it was a very safe performance for me. I didn't, I didn't understand why people were raving about him. I, I personally thought Joe Willock was really impressive um, from what I saw. Um, I know he'd come off and he did look a bit tired, to be fair to him. A lot of tracking back, a lot of um, tackling. He looks like a real uh, battler to me. Um, not sure he's a number 10, but I thought he played well. Uh, and I've got to give a credit to AZ Maitland-Niles for, for the goal, which we'll come on to in a bit. But um, yeah, all in all, mate, three points. And no Mustafi equals a clean sheet, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Mustafi. Lee, you were there yesterday, mate. How did you get? How many steps? How many oh, steps is it up after, to the top? Oh, you lose count after a half hour. You know what I mean? It's an absolute, <laughs> enough, it's, enough steps to give you a back spasm, oh, mate. Oh dear, dear, you know what I mean? Like, listen, there was a couple of us who had, had a few too many beers the night before, and they found that tough that walk. You know what I mean? Up there, like, it's, it's horrendous. It really. I know he's going to go on to that, but like, it really does bug me that we have to go all the way up there and then when they come down to our place they're in a lovely little corner you know lovely little spots I just think it's an absolute joke that away fans have to endure that and get up into it and it's an awful place to watch football 
in such a fantastic stadium because it is an absolute fantastic stadium. And but you know, um, listen, I, I've got a little bit different take on it. Everything that everybody's saying there, you know, I mean, I think Newcastle were going to surprise a few people because once they get up and running with their forward up front looked half decent, and the the, the fella that come on on the flank. You know, once he gets up and running, you know what I mean? He looked more lively than Pepe when he came on, if I'll be honest, you know. so And he's probably at the same sort of level of fitness. I think Newcastle, under Steve Bruce, will will will, will be a little bit more dangerous than what people make out. Because I thought they was well organised. They defended really well. Um, and if I'll be honest, the game to me changed when, I don't know if you noticed it, um, old John Joe in midfield, like my, my cousin apparently, someone called him, like, you know, so... Uh, <laughs> Um, he um, he got a little bit of an ankle injury, and I think he just lost their they lost their little momentum a little bit. And Joe Willock then took over, um, and I, I feel that I, I honestly think it was a good result. I'm really I'm really pleased. There was so many pluses to take from that. You know, the first one is that the back four is probably our reserve back four. If you want to be honest, you know what I mean. I think if we're all be Looking at it um, truthfully, you know, obviously Bellerin will come in at right back, holding at central defence, probably with David Louise and uh, Tierney at left back. So to go up there and, and get a clean sheet was great. I, I have to say, you know, um, Chambers, I thought, played really, really well. Um, but let's not get carried away with the opposition and everything like that. You know, it's a, a clean sheet, but a good one. But... I was excited by seeing four English players on the pitch and three of them coming through um, our youth system, you know. And um, as I said, I think I said before, I hadn't really seen Willock in pre-season, but I was more than impressed with him, you know, more than impressed, you know. Um, And out of all the players that we've lost this season, Aaron Ramsey wasn't missed, wasn't missed. You know, I think people would turn around and say, you know what? He had an outstanding game in there. He tired towards the end, and that's the problem that we're going to have with the likes of him and Reese Nelson. I thought Reese Nelson done okay. You know what I mean? If if you if you look at it from a point of view, there he's eighteen, nineteen, away to Newcastle. These sort of, these sort of players, I think, under Arsene Wenger in particular, would have been blooded at home, which was slightly easier. He's gone away from home, a tough place, and. I wanted to get on the ball. I like that. I thought Quendozi, people have been criticising Quendozi on, no, on Twitter was... today. I, I thought he was, he, I say he was immense, but he had a really good game. He broke up a lot of play, worked really yeah, hard. I agree. Well, can I just come in there? Um, we were talking about, um, I know we were talking about it yesterday um, in our chat, but um, where is it now? I've got to find it now. A lot of people were saying that um, Granite Xhaka was having a bad game. Now, I was one of them. I thought Granite Xhaka had an awful game. Um, he just doesn't impress me at all. And I just don't get um, I don't get him. But I, look, I went and had a look at some stats um, yesterday between Xhaka and Granduzzi. Now, Xhaka had an 85% pass completion rate. Uh, Granduzzi had 86%. Uh, completed passes, Xhaka, 71 uh, Gwenduzi, 59. Uh, key passes. Granite Xhaka, 2. Gwenduzi, 1. Uh, tackles, 1. Granite Xhaka, 3. Uh, Gwenduzi, 1. Uh, a tackle success rate of 60% for Granite Xhaka uh, and only 33% uh, for Gwenduzi. Interceptions, Xhaka, none. Uh, Gwenduzi, 2. Uh, Ariel Jules, 1, 2. And Gwenduzi, 3. Um, Xhaka dispossessed no times and Xhaka won so 
you know, did Jacker really have that much of a bad game? Um, well, I, I'll tell you what it is going with on those stats. I'll tell you what it is with Granite Xhaka. It's the fact that there are, for every good thing he does, there'll be one moment where he just plays a completely stupid pass into the middle of nowhere, straight into an opposition player, and you wonder what he saw. And I'm a big fan of Granite Xhaka. You guys will know I've been on here how many times defending him. But there are moments with Granite Xhaka that make you want to smash your head against the wall. And I, I think... I think, like I said last week, I think Granite Xhaka is better than a lot of what we got. And his passing range is something that we don't really have in the rest of our centre midfield players. And that's why he will be in the team going forward. Also, I get the impression that Granite Xhaka has a really good character within the dressing room. Because, you know, he came out yesterday and he spoke after the game, didn't he, about... um, the Ozil and Kalasinac thing that the win was dedicated to them, which I thought was a nice touch. And it seems like he always seems to earn respect from his teammates and managers. If you look at Switzerland, they've made him the captain. Munchen Gladbach had him as the captain as well for a period of time, if I'm not mistaken. He's now Arsenal's captain. So there is something there that we're kind of not seeing about Granit Xhaka. So because it's not on the pitch, maybe it's something in the dressing room. Maybe his attitude is, is impressive. I watched him yesterday, you know, because um, Tony, my, my mate Tony's a big fan of his. So we watched it together and he's always looking to stick up for him. I'm always looking to criticise. So we had a real good look at him yesterday. One thing that I think is, is he's a mixed bag, isn't he? I thought he'd done some fantastic stuff. He gives away the ball cheaply. He wins tackles. He loses tackles. He wins headers. He loses headers. He's a mixed bag. But watching it eye up, I did notice one thing. When he, got, when he gets the ball, he has got a fantastic diagonal pass and it's like a bullet but what happens is as soon as he gets the ball our two wide players which were Nelson and um, Mkhitaryan they go straight in so it, it limits limits his range of passing now I think that when we if we get Pepe on one side and whoever it be Aubameyang or Nelson on the other his that, that pass will come a lot more into play but it does what, what I think he does do I don't think a lot of other the top class players do um, Harry is that he gives away sloppy possession. Yeah, you know agreed. what I mean, and and that's the, the, the downside of it. If you, if he was playing a a fifty yard pass, and this is the thing, you know, and Tony was right what he was saying when he done this. If he has to drill a pass in 50, 60 yards, he hits the target. But when he has to do it to five, ten yards, yeah. he misplaces it. Yeah, and, and and that's that's down to sloppiness. You know what I mean? If he could just get that that into his game and uh, you know because he has got this great long part long range of that and that's that's where the frustrations come you know i i i get the fact that he's he's a probably a good leader he's someone that you don't want to mess with i think you know he's got that little bit about him um that w- what we need he's got a little bit of skullduggery i like that but there's there, there's there's good things you like about him and there's bad things but he has got to eradicate eradicate that from his game because it it continues to happen season after season. Now, when you look at someone like Mustafi that makes five, six mistakes of defence and everything now, everybody's had enough of it and everybody wants him out now. But if you look at Mustafi, he's a mixed bag as well. He does some great stuff. He does some good wins, wins headers, does this, does that, and then he makes a mistake. And that is what Granite Shaka does. If you're going to be successful and going to really push for this top four, you've got to not have that in your game. And that's something, and it's two, three seasons now. And my worry is, how many more times is it going to continue before someone says enough's enough? 
I'm with Lee. I'm yeah, with I Lee mean, up. Dan, Dan is, this has come in here now um, from Gunner93. Uh, I think you can see that up on your screen. And he says, Jacko mm. is the new scapegoat now because Iwobi's gone. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I kind of dis- I, I disagree with that because I, there's been a lot of Granite Jacko hate um, well before um, well before he'd left. Uh, well, well before uh, Alex Iwobi's left. But what's your, what's your take on Granite Jacko? I just want the geezer out of the team. I just want him gone now. I've had enough of the guy, and I think you three have been a little bit more positive than me, so maybe I'm going to bring it down a peg or two. Um, I don't think I can forgive someone who makes the same mistakes for three seasons now. It's sloppy passing. It's sloppy passing. It's another enough of it now. We want to try and push. He is one of three or four other players that I would have out of the team that cost us top four last season. And people may think that's harsh, and people, I think it's factual. I look at the games that he, sloppiness of passing, his mistakes, the penalties he gives away, his two rash indecisions. I can't have people defending him now because I want to get the top four. He's a player that I don't believe will get top four if he's in the team. I do not want that guy as our captain, man. I do not want that guy as our captain. And I think it's going to happen. Um, the only other option I can see, I mean, that, it, Harry talked about the, the love for Ozu and Kalasanach. Do you believe that he's doing that to try and get the captaincy, or do you believe that is sincere? Because he hasn't, he hasn't come think... out and said much stuff like that before. That's all I'm saying. I just think the guy's desperate for the captaincy. He wants to play in the team, but he's not good enough for me to be starting for Arsenal. That's just my opinion. People may disagree. I think that I think the comments that he made are sincere because I think that you can see clearly that him and Kolasinac in particular have a decent relationship. They're whenever there's trouble, they're both in there together. They're both quite they're, they're pictured quite a lot, sort of outside of the pitch as well together. So I think it was sincere. Um, I, I totally agree with you guys in the sense that he makes the same mistakes over and over again. But the kind of one thing I would say, and you know, this is not excusing the mistakes, but I think in any other team. When a central midfielder gives the ball away, it doesn't mean that the team concedes a goal and capitulates. Arsenal's setup is completely wrong. And there was a goal, I think it was last season, was it away to Cardiff, was it one of them? Where he played a, a stupid ball across the pitch. Oh, that's right, yeah. And and they picked up the ball. But we still had five players behind the ball. And, you, you know, I'm not saying that he's, you know, he should be excused for making that mistake. But I think in a better defensive unit, those mistakes don't always get exposed. Highlight. And then we're not always Fair enough, talking yeah. about Good them. point. And, and I think that, you know, when you look at other teams, I think there are probably just as many mistakes from some players, but they don't always get exposed. And whilst it's Granite Xhaka's fault, I also think that the way the team has been set up and our defensive record can tell you that we are like cheese and people can slice through us at the back so easily at times. And it's not just because of Granite Xhaka. That's just my view on it. Yeah. Let's let's talk about. Um, I want to talk about this lad, uh, Joe Willock. Um, I thought he was absolutely brilliant yesterday, uh, and really looks like a um, really looks like he he might be able to replace Aaron Ramsey. Lee, what what, what do you yeah. say on that? Yeah, I'm um, 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 I want to see. Uh, listen, I would like to see him get a chance, and and I'm, and it, I'm not digging out Granite Shaka. I'm not digging out Mikatarian. I would rather see him be given the opportunity than them keep getting the opportunity if you know what I mean like that's that's my my take on it now I want to see uh, I, I agree with what a lot of people have said today that 
you know, he's not going to play week in, week out. And rightly so. I think, is he 20 years of age? I think he is. You know, he's not going to play week in, week out. But what I see yesterday was a player that is going to come up against better opposition in midfield. But he had no respect for him in in, in a nice way, if you know what I mean. Like, look at that, that tackle that showed on Shelby. Yeah. I've seen Monreal yesterday, uh, 33, season pro, get a little tap on the uh, face and go down thinking like, you know, looking at the referee. What did what did Joe Willock do yesterday? He got up and said, brushed himself down, chased back, got the ball, and we was on the break, and it was a great save from the keeper. You know, I want to see that sort of energy. You know, people keep going, oh, Emery's not got his players and everything like that. This is a kid that's got that energy, that press, everything that you want in, in a kid. Now, I, I, he's got a real opportunity to grow, and, and, and that's what I think, you know... we. we Mkhitaryan and Shaka have got to their level. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I do believe that Willock's under that level, but there's a chance for him to just go up a level, you know, and, and keep going. And I think that we've got to give these these guys a chance. I would rather see um, next week if um, if everybody comes back. I don't want to see Mkhitaryan playing out wide. I want to see Reese Nelson playing out wide. You know yeah. what I mean? I want to see the youngsters be given the opportunity. You know, I would I'd still say this now. I want to see Maitland Niles being given the opportunity in midfield. That sort of run he done from right back, doing that from central. I'd rather see I'd rather see that. But for me, Joe Willock yesterday for 60 minutes, and I, I've got to say this, I thought Emery done exceptionally well with him. He ran, him, ran himself into the ground and then they brought on Sabayas, who looks decent enough, tidy sort of player as well. But, you know, if you would come down from the moon you know what I mean and you said to him well which one's an international and which one's not out of Willock and Sabias you would actually say that Willock well I, I would think Willock you know what I mean but this is a kid that's got a bright future he's our our future he's an Arsenal player and it I, I'm sorry you know I'm I'm buzzing not so much about the result, but I'm buzzing that we're bringing in some young players, mm. homegrown players. It's been a while, isn't it? It is, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, you know, somebody said the other day, you know, it's like, I'm not comparing it with the George Graham here, I'm certainly not going down that road, but, you know, Arsenal were in the same sort of position, building on things, and they brought in four or five youngsters in Rowcastle, uh, Mickey Thomas, Tony Adams, uh, you know, Kevin Campbell come Kevin through a little Campbell, bit later, like a little bit later. But all those guys come through, and you have an infinity towards them. And more importantly, they have an infinity to the Arsenal. You know, what I mean, they, it's embedded that you know that they all love it, love it, and all that, like you know. And it's disappointing that Wobie's gone. One of our guys has gone. But you know, from my point of view, now we've got three or four of these kids coming through. Sacco's another one that I'd like to see be given an opportunity. And what I think Arsenal are doing. And, and it's not just with Joe. We're getting all younger players in now um, over the next two or three years. And I think they've sort of... Do you know what? We can't compete with Man City and other teams on the financial thing. But what we can do is get a group of young kids together, 2025, 20, hungry, get them taught the right way, and we could really attack things, you know? And I have to say, that, I don't know if we're going to talk about him later on, Gabriel Martellini. What's, mm. a, what's, a, what's an impact he made? Now, if, yeah. if he'd come on and you said, him and Pepe come on and you said which one was worth 70 million which was paid for and which one for six you'd have turned it around like yesterday so there's potential there with him I'm not having a go at Pepe with that I think because obviously Pepe's a long way further down and one thing that Emery got right yesterday as far as I was concerned that there was a lot of those players Martinelli um, 
uh, Joe Willett, they'd all been playing from the very first pre-season and he went with them yesterday. And I think that was a fantastic move from him. And we got the result. And Joe Willett was very, very much part of that. Like, you know, and, and people have started to criticise Joe Willett. Well, he's only playing against Newcastle. I, I can't stand that when that nah, happens. Because, yeah. because if we'd have lost to lost to Newcastle yesterday, everybody would have been going, oh, Arsenal are crap, Arsenal this, Arsenal that. But because we've <clears throat> won a game, you know, everybody turns around and says, oh, Newcastle are crap. No, nah, I don't give a monkeys. We've had to, 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 to put on what who we, who we had today. You can only beat what's in front of you. And Joe Willock pr- pr- produced. And Shelby, whether you love him or hate him, is not a, is a, is a decent player. And in the past has caused Arsenal problems. He didn't yesterday because Willock was all over him like a rash. Love Joe Willock. Absolutely. Uh, Harry, let's, um, Harry, let's come to you on uh, this boy um, who had, a, again, a fantastic game yesterday. Um, Callum Chambers seems to have come back from Fulham and seems to want to take the ball by the horns, as we say, and, uh, you know, put, put himself in there. Yeah, I was I was really impressed with Callum Chambers yesterday. I thought he'd done really well. I think that Socrates may not always be the uh, best defender in the world, but what he does do well is when he's got someone alongside him, he guides them in terms of when to push up, when to drop back, and could they communicate really well. Uh, he's a good communicator, and I think that will help Chambers a lot. I think Chambers will have been a bit nervous yesterday going into the game because there is expectation on him. He's come back from Fulham. The The expectation is that he's improved as a player and he will get game time this season because Shoney's gone now. Um, you know, it remains to be seen uh, how long it'll be before Holdings ready to feature in the first team. Plus, given the injury that Holdings had, there's no question he's going to pick up some nickels along his recovery. So you'd expect Callum Chambers to get a fair amount of game time this season. And I thought he had a great start Um you know, getting back into the swing of things. And I'm glad for him because I hope he does well. Um, and I think he's got the attributes to be a very good centre-half. Uh, but, you know, it's and, and I know Lee just made the point not to say it about Willock, but, you know, about, oh, it was only Newcastle. But I do advise caution when we're talking about... Oh, the of course, defense. yeah. Because when we're talking about the Arsenal defence, we know that we're going to come up against some really difficult teams in this league. We know that, you know, we're not... <laughs> set up the best <laughs> I'm so sorry Harry That's I'm right, so man. sorry mate I, I, that is so unprofessional of me but I can't sit here while mate, he's I drinking can... a can of coke like that with his pinky up in the air <laughs> oh Lee um, I can't hold it together people, people who are listening to this on audio don't know what we're going on about but <laughs> Lee Judges is sitting here drinking a can of Diet Pepsi with a and every time he's taking this week, the pinky's going up. <laughs> Harry, I'm so sorry, mate. Carry well, on. Right, I'm say this. Harry's so professional because he's kept going. You know, you know, so well done, Harry. Yeah, we failed. Me- we failed. Media trained is our Harry. Media trained. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think he done really well, Callum Chambers. And I, I hope that, you know, he gets uh, the chances he deserves. But that, that final point I was making, it was Newcastle. They showed glimpses. Joe Linton showed a bit of, you know, power at times and uh, St. Maximin, the winger that came on, he looks like another Adama Traore to me. Lots of pace, lots of power, but doesn't know what to do with it once he gets in a, the final position. So I, I think that yesterday wasn't the greatest game to judge Callum Chambers' progress on, but the, the early signs are positive and you can only play against what's in front of you. Kept a clean sheet and we got all three points. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Dan, let's bring this question in here from uh, Bill. Uh, thanks for your kind donation, Bill. Thank you very much indeed, mate. 
Uh, we will eat like kings this week. Um, <laughs> five euro. No, that's enough to get us all a double cheeseburger. Lovely. Oh, I expect the, the um, panned in the post. Okay. Uh, Bill says, is Emery, is Emery under real pressure this season to deliver as the board have just backed him? Um, Rambo Jenks and Awobi have left. Still shows the class the club have. Oh, sorry. The way that Rambo, Jenkinson and Awobi left still shows the class the club have. Yeah, absolutely. Dan, what would you say to that? Thanks for the donation, Bill. Thanks very much, mate. Yeah, thanks, Bill, mate. Top man. Um, I think the show, the class we show is throughout, really. Um, so I don't think I need to comment on that to prove that we, we still have class when it comes to Arsenal Football Club. In terms of, do I think Emery's under pressure? Yeah, I think he probably is to get top four this year, the way the clubs around us are, have, have competed in the transfer window in comparison to us. I said last week that I thought Chelsea would struggle. Um, I can't go on yesterday's game because it is only one game, but they do look like they're starting again for me with with, with Frank Lampard. I think Man United, uh, the scoreline looked like they battered them, but to be fair, they looked about as open as Chelsea did at certain times after. Yeah. So I don't actually think Man United can get too excited by some of their play. But um, it's as as to be expected. Um, I think that lot up the road um, probably deserved to win. <laughs> from what I saw, I know Villa got an early goal and 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 they they did beat them, but um, they probably deserved to beat them. They were all over them. From what well, I saw, well, they weren't that good. I watched it. Um, Villa just run out of Villa just weren't just run out of steam, mate. And and right. Tottenham were the fitter team, um, and ultimately mm. that's why they won the game. Um, mm. I mean, cool. they're new. Can I just come in on that question about, yeah. the, um, about the board backing Emery? Yeah. I don't think they really have backed Emery that much. And, and I'll tell you why. And, and this is probably going to stir a load of comments up. But if you think about it, we lost Iwobi. We've lost Koscioni. We've lost Ramsey. And we've brought in Luiz. We've brought Ceballos in. We've brought, you know, Willock's coming through and stuff. Yes, we, sp- we signed Pepe. Over a course of five years, I think we're going to pay the instalments. And notice how the club didn't actually do the Tierney deal until after they'd agreed a deal to sell Alex Iwobi to Everton. And, you know, the David Lewis deal too, to balance the books. That's all they've done. Again, that's all they've done. They've balanced the books. They haven't gone and said to Unai Emery, here's a hundred odd million, go and get what you need. Because he's lost players as well. I don't think in an ideal world, given how much Unai Emery used Ramsey and Iwobi last season. He didn't want to lose those two players. So have they actually backed him? I don't think so. I think they, they sold Iwobi to balance the books. But so you think that you think Unai Emery will be okay, whatever then, Harry, if you're saying that? No, I personally think that if Unai Emery doesn't get us in the Champions League this season, he's gone. Okay. And I, because I think that he was hired because we needed to get in the Champions League. And he's got two years to do that in my eyes. And if he doesn't do it this season, then he'll be out. But... Unai will be under pressure this season, but I'm just kind of making the point. I feel like some people are going to take that stance and say, you know, he's been backed. And I'm a critic of Unai Emery, but even I can see that I don't think he's been backed in the way that a club of this size should be backing their manager. It feels like at the end of the day, after five o'clock on deadline day, we hear that Alex Iwobi's been sold. And it just felt like, yeah, Alex Iwobi ain't the greatest player in the world, but it was... It was as if we were holding fire on Tierney, holding off giving that extra money. The David Lewis deal didn't come about till the night before the deadline. And all of a sudden, those deals are done, but we've lost someone for 30, 38 million, uh, whatever it is, 29 million up front. But they 
just balance the books. That's all they're doing, and that's all they will continue to do. Lee, what would you say on that? Because I know you, you, um, when when we were talking uh, on deadline day, you were quite disappointed with the transfer window, weren't you? Yeah, I, look, listen, I think it was a good transfer window, but it weren't great. People were saying about that, and I agree with what Harry's saying. We did. It looks like we did go balancing the books. Now, people turn around and say, "Oh, what can you expect?" Uh, um, Wobi was sold one minute before the deadline. Do you honestly believe that that's the case? No, that's in, of course not. It's in the pipeline before that. You know what I mean? Obviously, like you know, and I do. I do think that they, you know, look, look, listen, what would have been a great transfer? And, I, and I, I still still think this, right? Maybe I'm being a bit optimistic or pessimistic, whatever we want to say. I believe that that, 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 that Zaha caught wind that, 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 that Awobi was going. And, and I think he thought that Arsenal may come in and all that. And maybe Arsenal did. Maybe Arsenal did, but they weren't prepared to, to play as much. Why would he put in a, a, a transfer request? And I think that, um, it would have been fantastic if we'd have replaced Awobi uh, with uh, Zaha, and that would have been back in the manager. Because I look at it to, yesterday. Do you imagine if you've got Pepe on one side, Zaha on the other, Abamyang, Lacazette battling for it up front? You know what I mean? It would have been a would, would have been a different animal. But as, as Harry says, I think that we've balanced the books. You know, we've gone into the season with uh, our our. Um, a right back, and also the David Louise one isn't coming in to, to improve our central defence. In, in my opinion, David Louise was brought in to replace Koscielny because we lost Koscielny. You, know I mean? you, you say that he's not coming to, to, to make our defence better. Is he better than Mustafi? Yes, well, yes, is he I think better, is, is he better than Lauren Koscielny? I, I believe he is, yeah. So I, that's I an improvement that, then, surely? Yeah, yeah, so it is an improvement. But at the end of the day, if Koscielny, what my point my point is, I changed that around then. If Koscielny was, said, all right, yeah, I'll stay for that extra year, I don't think Arsenal would have gone and got David Luiz. Yeah, agreed. That's the point. Right. Yeah, yeah that's, I, that's, I agree. That, that, that's the point yeah. I'm trying to make. Oh, the reason they went and got David Luiz, or David Luiz, was, uh, was soon to be on the back of your shirt. Soon to be on the back of my shirt because Koscielny done what he done. That's my opinion. I might be wrong. I'd like to find out, but you know, people people can go down the route. Oh, we got in David Luiz because we didn't go and buy a, a 30, 40 million pound that but French defender. But, but isn't it isn't it great to see though that we actually did bring in someone? Yes. If it yes. had been if it had been Arsene Wenger, if or you know if it had been the Gazidis Wenger era, it would have been oh we couldn't get anyone, we couldn't find anyone. And, so and we is... so we have Callum Chambers coming back from Fulham. He will be like a new signing. I think yeah. the point yeah. here. I think the point here is that we're not saying that the business they done wasn't smart. There has been some very smart good business in there. Very some smart. very good business, but that you can be smart and still balance the books and they've balanced the books here. So to to say that the business is smart is absolutely right. But also when you say that you they've backed him and they've gone out there and put their money where their mouth is, they haven't. So that's kind of the point. The and business I, is good, but the money's not been spent. But why but why are we sitting here as Arsenal fans complaining like if Raul goes out and does these deals like he's done, and and if he if he gets these deals across the line by paying instalments, then what are we to care? No Great. problem as, as no well. Problem. So on, we bring uh, Dan in there. Sorry, boys. Yeah, on that point, we've sold a Wobi for this amount of money. There's high rumours that Mustafi and El Nini are both leaving as well. This window, they both weren't on the bench, so it would suggest that there is potentially a likelihood there. Would it not be so refreshing to go and buy a centre half in January? 
that is better than David Lewis with the money we've got for a Wobi, potentially Mustafi, potentially Elneny. And then we could look at ourselves and think, Do you know what? Top four is now a given, potentially, because I think we need a centre-half still. I know David Lewis is OK, but he is a replacement for Koscielny. We needed a centre-half with Koscielny, so we still need a centre-half. For me, I wouldn't look at the Zaha deal now. I'd look at a centre-half, maybe Umpa Makano, whoever, whoever we want to go for. Let's get somebody in who's going to improve our side and then we can push for it. That's my, that's my say on it, personally. And, and Daniel, that, that's a key, key point there, is that because of what's gone on this window, I do believe there's a change. Because let's, let's face it, over the, next, over the last five, six, seven years, January transfer window has just been January for us. You yeah. know what I mean? Let's, yeah. let's face it, as you know, people turn around and say, oh, yeah, but we got a Bamiang in on that day. We only got a Bamiang in on that day because um, of the Sanchez stuff. You know what I mean? Like, if Sanchez would have stayed, we wouldn't have got a Bamiang. They don't, don't, you know what I mean? We was reacting to what was going on. It does look like now that we're reacting in a positive way more on, on the front foot instead of the back foot, if you understand what I'm saying. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so I think that, yes, that that could happen. And I, I, I feel a little bit more positive looking at that window that come January Arsenal will say is if it is a what's what's his name the French guy Uncle Makana <laughs> thank you right, right they get him right they might have to say will he, he he's going to stay till till the summer and then we sign him but as long as we sign him you know what I mean like and then so you've got them two French, young French boys coming in next season because don't forget he might be still in the Champions League might not want to come at that that stage but get the deal done and go from there. And then, you, you, if that does happen, boys, you will turn around and I will turn around and say, you know what, getting David Louise was a good bit of business to see us through this season, bit of experience, as, as we said, like, you know, bringing on Callum Chambers, it might, but might be the making of Callum Chambers and Rob Holden, having someone with that winning mentality next to them, and then these other two kick on next season. I'll be disappointed if they do sell Mustafi and they do sell El Nini in this transfer window, and then come January, go, oh, we can't get no one in January. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's the thing. Well, that, that, that's the, then then you you're looking at it like they're balancing the books. That's my opinion. Well, I've never. I I think the January transfer window should be done away with anyway. Um, I, I've always been. I've always said that the Jan, January transfer window is a waste of time. Wouldn't we much rather see a player like Upa Makano come in in the summer? Um, yep. Do you know what? Yeah, but get the deal <laughs> done because other clubs are going to come in for this kid. Apparently, He's okay, we'll get the deal done in January then. But yeah. you know, I, I mean, and then coming in the summer, We've got yeah, a lot then coming in, the, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said, Lee, and I totally agree with you, mate. January transfer window has just been January for the last God knows how long. Um, and of course, but, but Chelsea the... done that this year, didn't they? They knew Hazard was going to go, yeah, in in the summer. So they 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 knew that. So they're working on the front foot. They get this other fella in. They don't. He comes in this summer. And it's good. It's it's good bit of business, you know what I mean. So that that's that's the things that that they're doing, like you know what I mean, which is good sort of stuff. And hopefully, that's what can Arsenal can do. I I I just feel Arsenal going to be positive. They're looking in positive things, and hopefully, that's what will happen. Hope so. It's look like I mean, it is. So I mean, I can't. I can't fault the transfer window. I really can't. I mean, bringing in, even if David Lewis is a stopgap, right? We're bringing in Saliba next year. Um, the future in our, in the middle of defence, Harry, I'll bring you back on this one. The future of our, of our centre halves is, is holding and Saliba. Um, at the moment, we've got Socrates, you know, possibly might leave at the end of this season. I don't know. 
Um, we have Callum Chambers, who put in a really good performance yesterday. If he carries on putting performances like he did yesterday, he's going to be in with a shout. Um, so bringing in, I mean, a lot of I've seen a lot of anim- I've seen a lot of animosity towards David Lewis um, since we've signed him. One big thing, one good thing is that he actually wanted to come and play for us. Um, uh, uh, Lee 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 uh, heard a rumor that Frank Lampard told him that he's his fourth, fourth choice centre half. Now, watching them yesterday, if 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 David Lewis is fourth choice, I mean, Christ, uh, Kurt Zuma and uh, that Christensen are, were woeful yesterday. So, you know, for the people that are saying, you know, oh, I didn't want to see David Lewis come in, I'm saying. What a signing for a stopgap. Um, if he's obviously happy to come in, he's obviously happy to know that he probably is only a stopgap signing. I would have, you know, I mean, I don't think David Luiz is coming to Arsenal at 32 and saying, right, I'm coming in to be your main centre half. Um, what, what do you think about it? I think that he, I think that David Luiz is a good signing for the position that we were in. I think that the club tried to hold on to Lauren Koscielny. We know that they didn't want to let him go without receiving any money. That went on and on and on throughout the summer. Emery even said we tried to persuade him to stay, but he didn't want to. And all things considered, when your captain and centre-half gets up and leaves two days before the transfer window closes, to get David Lewis in isn't a bad thing. I'm happy with that. And especially uh, for £8 million. Absolutely. It's a steal. I think with David Lewis and Frank Lampard, I, I was on the press conferences on Friday and I was watching uh, Frank Lampard's one really closely. And when he was asked about what happened with David Lewis, he, he said, we had some really frank and honest conversations and David decided that he didn't, that he wanted to leave. Now that does suggest that that rumor is true, that he was told at maybe not that he's going to be fourth choice, but he was told he couldn't be guaranteed to start every week. And at 32 years old, I'm sure David Lewis thought, do you know what? I've won everything there is to win in football pretty much. I don't need this shit. I'm better than that. And Arsenal is an attractive club to lots of people. Of course it is. We love the club. We we can see why. But it's also another London club, which means he doesn't have to uproot and leave. Um, you know, he's going to get a decent salary at Arsenal. It's a chance to play, at the, to stay at the top level. I think that's how Mourinho described it on a... The Super Sunday thing, he said it's an opportunity at 32 to still stay at the top level and not many players get that opportunity. Mm. So David Lewis would have been stupid not to want to come to Arsenal once the interest was there. Um, But just touching on that point about Holding and Salibar and those guys being the future, for me... Sorry, and of course, Kieran Tierney, don't forget. I mean, we we haven't mentioned him yet. Um, You know, Kieran Tierney... A lot of people are saying, oh, God, he's coming from the Scottish division. Um, he's been playing against a poor calibre of player, uh, this, that and the other. But the way, to see the way that some pundits, you know, John Hartson, a lot of Scottish pundits, and um, I've talked to a lot of Celtic fans on Twitter as well over the week about him, you know, ones that are not getting, you know, some Celtic fans have been absolutely ridiculous um, in some of the things they've been saying about the kid. But living in Ireland, they're all, you know, they're all Celtic fans over here. Um, it comes with, you know, it comes with living in Ireland. Um, and, you know, the normal ones, I call them, uh, have told me that we've got a hell of a player on our hands. Yeah, we have. We have. And we've got to be pleased with that. There's no question about that. I just think, though, like with the Tierney thing, people talk about the Scottish League. If you're a good player, you'll make it. You'll succeed. It might take some time to adapt, but you'll make it. With the centre-halves, I've still got question marks over what our future is because, yes, Holding has shown to be a good player when he's played. He hasn't been in there for a whole season yet. 
for us to really have a good look. Callum Chambers, we haven't seen enough yeah. of him playing regularly. And Saliba as well is another one who's only played about 15 or senior games for St Etienne. So you've got to be cautious with these guys. Hopefully they develop in the way that we want them to and they will be the future. But you need to, Arsenal need to keep an open mind on that because it's often that players don't develop the way you expect. So I'd be cautious on that. Dad, if, if we got do get, to say about the centre-half? Yeah. If we do get a centre-half in January, which I hope we do, if that does happen or whether it be next summer or whatever, let's not forget that I personally believe David Luiz, his best position is defensive midfield. And I believe that if we push him forward, then he doesn't make those silly errors that he does at the back, which makes him look like Mustafi. Because he has got that in him. Interesting he has point, got that in him. Yeah, I think when it comes when it comes to Callum Chambers, Rob Holden, uh, if we do get uh, Umpa Meccano and keep Socrates, we've got four centre-halves there. David Luiz can play there without a doubt. But let's not forget, I would rather have him next to Torreira holding instead of Granite Xhaka. Now, I can't see that happening because for whatever reason, Granite Xhaka seems to get a game, whatever. Um, but I think that David Luiz can play in that position. I think there's more positives than negatives with David Luiz. I think in terms of what he can be a threat-wise uh, from corners, I think he's good with his head. He's on set pieces. And for me, the most positive thing about it is he sees a through ball. He see, his passing is actually very good. And I'm not one for stats, and I nearly commented on it earlier when you brought up Xhaka's stats. On fantasy football, David Luiz gets so many points just for the pure fact that he does create a lot going forward as well. So maybe defensive midfield is a potential position for him next season or or hopefully in January or, or, or even part of this season. So that's what I've got to say on David Luiz, really. That's an interesting it's, point. It's, Very interesting. It's a good it's a good option to have, you know, because he's vers- versatility. But also Callum Chambers can play in midfield as well. Mm. So they, they could look at maybe like, like doing that. I'm not saying... Um, Put him in there at this moment in time, not in front of Chaka, but he played very, very well for Fulham there last season. He got player of the season lead, didn't he? Yeah, he got player of the season season for Fulham. I know people say it's only Fulham, but he's still in the Premiership, playing against teams where um, you're defending quite a lot. So I I think there's there's definitely options there. With the David Louise thing, someone said the other day, which is another important thing, which I never thought of, like, he's handy at free kicks. You know what I mean? So yeah, great shot. Gives gives us an option for a for a goal. You know what I mean? Things are tight. Bang. You know what I mean? So someone from dead ball situations. So all of a sudden, uh, we've got something. I think. Look, if you want my honest opinion, he's he's a year younger than um, Koscielny. His body don't break down as much as Koscielny, and I think that he's a better. He's a, he's a, an upgrade on Koscielny. Now it isn't what we what we wanted because we were all looking for the sixty seven million pound strikers. But I've made that mistake once by 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 sending out Johnny Evans. I'd love to have had Johnny Evans now, like you know what I mean. But that's just one of those things that happens. So this one one thing another thing somebody said uh, going down uh, going up to Newcastle is what is he? What none of the other signings are that we bought. Every single player we bought, what is he different to? He's a winner. He's a winner, he's but experienced. Like, he's played in the Premiership. He's played in the Premier League. All our other signings have not played in the Premier League. You know, you look at them. That so there's all that. So we know what he he knows what this Premier League's about. He knows how to one. He knows how to win it as well. So I don't think it's a bad move. I really don't like. You know what I mean? And and for for eight million, you know, yes, he's going to make mistakes. But I also think, you know. And I'm 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 going to be one of them. I'm going to admit it. You know what I mean? There was a lot of people talking about, oh, let's sign Gary Cahill for 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 nothing. 
You know what I mean? And people were going to be happy with that. Well, we've, we've signed David Louise for for eight million, virtually nothing in in this day and age. And and the one thing about the difference between David Louise and Kay, I think Kay was more of a proper defender, but David Louise will get the ball and push us forward, and that's the way that Arsenal play. That's the way and that also, they play. Do you, do you think Lee as well? David Louise played every single minute of Chelsea, for Chelsea last season, well, and Gary Cahill was on the bench all that, year. That says that says something, and and also you know, but we was de- so desperate, we was happy to take. A lot, of, a lot of fans were so desperate for a centre half. We was going to, we was prepared to take Gay Hill. Now we've got David Lewis, who I think is probably like the better one of the two. And yeah, and and you know, somebody said on the radio today, if David Lewis was playing, would have they have capitulated like they did yesterday? We don't know, but you know, he is a bit, he has got that little nasty streak in him as well, which we we unfortunately do lack. You know, I mean, we, we've got, got we're getting that back now. Yeah. And he's got massive shit hours we in him. Yeah, and we, and, we, and, we and, need that. Yeah, we, we do. We do. Like, did you anyone see Sabayas so stick his leg out when mm. they tried to like love it? Well, have you ever seen? Have you ever seen that happen before? Like, yeah. you know what I mean, I, I want to see remember, things like that. <laughs> do you remember when Big Jens? I think we were playing Wigan. It was, we, we were. Play, I think it was Wigan. We were playing. And we scored late on to make it 2-1 and the ball went out for a goal kick and he told the ball boy, no, no, I'll get it. Yeah, he yeah, jumped yeah. over the hoardings <laughs> yeah, yeah. and he got the ball and then he went to throw it back on the, throw pitch, it on the, the He, he threw it off. Ah, oh, brilliant. We need, that kind of, we need that kind of thing back. Don't, um, don't underestimate as well what David Lewis brings to the club uh, like commercially as well. And I know yeah. we don't like talking about that because we always talk about football, but... To, to the club, that's a big deal as well. Yeah. He's a Brazilian superstar. He's on all the, all the head posters at Chelsea. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, good point. Good point, Harry. Good point. I just want to talk, um, before we go on to the questions um, and, and and before we... Um, I just want to talk about two other players. Uh, Lee, watching him yesterday live must have been brilliant. I mean, I can only, you can only see so much on the telly, but this man yesterday, Pierre... Uh, Pierre... Abamyang. Absolutely unbelievable, and I really, truly think that this man is is going to be the closest replacement to Thierry Henry. Well, that's a big shout. It's a very big, big shout. I like him. I like I like um, Abamyang. I like his movement. I like his. He's he's got what I like about him, and he's not lazy because he does work. But there are times when he doesn't look like he's interested. And then bang, he's into it, like you know. So I think he gives these uh, uh, a defender a false sense of security. They think, oh, he's not interested, and he's alive. And that finish yesterday, but t- take nothing away from, it, was a great, great finish. He had a one in the first half. He made the goalkeeper work. He's, uh, you know, uh, I, I think uh, what I like about him is that he's a, can be a team player. He can be lazy. He can be lazy, but when he does score and he gets his goals like that, you know. I, I, I have to say that I like him. And one thing that I do like, and, and, and I don't know if it was, so I haven't seen none of the football like, you know, since I come back, is that I can see that now that, that a defender does not like to push right up because they're scared of his pace going the other way. And that's yeah. something that we need. You know what I mean? We had three or four years of teams push right up because we, as good as uh, Giroud was at holding the ball up and and being a target man, you knew you could go right tight on him because he weren't he weren't going to go in behind you. But Pierre can do that, you know what I mean? Like, and I I think that um, I thought he was as, as as I didn't think he was man of the match yesterday. By the way, I think he got man of the match. Didn't he? But I felt that he was um, 
on the periphery of everything good about Arsenal. And I, I'm I'm a big fan. When he works hard as well, he, he, he's some player. If he's got the bit between his teeth, I don't I don't say something. He's not going to play well every week, but I think someone said, "Is it fifty? It was his fiftieth game yesterday. Thirty three goals. You know, um, you can't you can't no, you can't it. knock it. No, no, definitely not. I love the guy, man. I love the yeah. guy a lot. I think I do. I mean, I mean, there was people there suggesting that we should sell him. Uh, in a January no. transfer, well, window. I think they're no. saying that because he's thirty and he's got, you know, he's got, a, he's not going to sign a oh, new listen. contract. Well, he signed one now, so that that's out the well, window. Well, they're saying it, yeah, it's not yeah. official, though, is it? Well, it's not, it's not official, but I think we can. I mean, Raul didn't Raul say that if if players were to refuse to sign a contract, he'd sell them. Yeah, don't don't listen to that rubbish. He's going to stay. I think yeah, people I think underrate so. underrate that finish. That was unbelievable. Yeah. Not just the finish, yeah. the oh, first yeah. touch, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. first touch, mate. That was wet, wet, wet. So another yeah. player, that, another player that is um, underrated only by Arsenal fans. Uh, Harry, I'll come to you. And the only player I find very, very underrated by Arsenal fans is this man. What a goalkeeper he is going to be! Um, you, everyone's heard me rave about this bloke. I remember when he, he signed, and I was telling everyone he should be in goal in front of. He should be in goal instead of Petr Cech. Everyone told me I was mental. Um, that he ain't that good, this, that, and the other. But I tell you what, yesterday he was absolutely brilliant. He caught everything. He was he didn't drop a he didn't drop across. He was commanding. He pulled off some great saves. Harry, how much comf- how much of a confidence boost does it give this back four to know that we've got at last a, a, a decent goalkeeper? Uh, uh, the, I believe he could go on to be he he could go on to be um he he could go on to be world class if if he carries on the way he is. I think he's a good goalkeeper, Bernd Leno. I think that he's he's shown, you know, signs that he, he is on his way to the top. And like you said, if he continues um, at the way he's started his Arsenal career, then you'd hope that he'd reach the very top. The only th- the reason I think people underrate him, and this is not why I have maybe underrated him in the past, but I think the general feeling is that the the role of a goalkeeper has changed a lot in the sense that previously a goalkeeper was a big guy who would make saves, you know, the ball would come back to him. His first thought would be, how far can I smash it up the pitch? Whereas now a goalkeeper plays almost like a last man in the defence and he's got to be comfortable on the ball. It's quite clear that Emery wants to play from the back. And when we've got goal kicks now, we're allowed to bring our players into the box. That's become even worse in my opinion. But, you know, we're going to see more and more of that. And so people underrate Leno maybe because they're judging him on the fact that sometimes he he flaps it across and sometimes he comes out like Superman and whatever. But that is what he's been asked to do. That is the role of a modern day goalkeeper. And it's a role that has evolved over the last few years. And all the top teams have that type of goalkeeper. Manchester City's Edison uh, is very good like that. So is Alisson at Liverpool. Barcelona's goalkeepers can play like that. It's a thing. I was talking to Jerry Armstrong earlier and he was talking about La Liga and how Guardiola was kind of the start of this evolution of the goalkeepers. And he's absolutely right. That is the, the standard now. That is how goalkeepers at the top level are expected to play. And you've got to admire the fact that he is so comfortable with the ball at his feet and so confident and composed and and put that down as a skill and a positive as well, rather than just, you know, the standard goalkeeper things that we talk about. What do you reckon, Dan? Listen, I personally, I'm going to say something now about last season for Leno. I think he was probably the most consistent performer for Arsenal. I know Aubameyang scored a lot of goals, 
Um, he missed a lot of chances as well, to be fair. But Leno for me was fantastic. I can pick a couple of games where I thought potentially he was he was a little bit average. I think Southampton away and Wolves away. But do you know why he was average? Because Mustafi and the rest of them were about fucking bang average as he was. So I'm a massive fan of the guy and I think he can be a potentially very good goalkeeper. I agree with what Harry said about the style of goalkeeper. Now I think Edison and Allison are probably two of the best uh, in the world at the moment, let alone just in the league. And obviously you've got the higher. If I was to pick number four, it'd probably be Leno, if I'm honest with you. What about you, Lee? Well, the only compliment I can give him is every time the ball goes back to him, I, I, I don't feel nervous. Yes, I just yeah. feel that he's going to so be able to So if we don't feel it. nervous, then, you know... You, Defence ain't going to feel nervous. Yeah. And I just feel that he, he he's comfortable on the ball. I, I, I like his attitude. Um, uh, I think he's a good shot stopper and everything like that. And 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 when you look at, you know, you talk about the, the Man City goalkeepers and Liverpool goalkeepers and De Gea as well, he's not out of place with them guys. I don't think he's out of place. I don't think that, um, you know, when you're looking at 30, 40 to eight, how much was it? Um, Alison, I think it was 70 million. Was he? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we only paid, yeah. what was it? 21 million. Yeah. But if, if, if someone had said you'd have paid 50 million for Leno, you, you would, wouldn't think he was out of place with that. You know what I mean? I think he's been a, a, a an astute sign mm. and probably over the last two or three seasons, probably Arsenal's best signing. Yeah. He's only twenty six. Well, twenty is probably twenty seven now. But um, good, good goalkeeper. I like him. I think he's got yeah. a, a. Do you know what? He, he, you know, you know. I know we're going about Chesney and all that. He's just got a cooler head than Chesney as well. I just yeah, think yeah. he's, you know, like. Uh, and I do oh, like Chesney. Chesney. Oh no, oh, no, I didn't want to bring it up, like you know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he's better than Chesney. Uh, I think oh, that he's he's, he's he's right up there with the uh, the top goalkeepers, and I think. Because he wasn't Germany's number one and, and that, people just got a little bit carried away with that. I bet he will if, be soon. But in I, fairness, yeah, in fairness to Chesney, he is the number one at one of the biggest clubs in Europe. Yeah, I'm not saying that he ain't. I'm not saying and he, he was, and, and he was, he was recommended by one of the best goalkeepers ever. Um, I, I honestly think that, um, and I'll be honest, I bet that um, Leno's better with his feet than Chesney. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. We're going to have to move on to some questions now because we're running right out of time. Um, let's let's get some questions in. Um, this one comes in from Lee. Uh, if all our defenders are fit, what back four or back three would you play consistently? Good question. Mm, uh, good question. For me, it would be Tierney at left back, Socrates and um, Holding in the middle and obviously Bellerin on the right. Oh, no, sorry. I would probably go with Socrates and David Luiz um, and, and Bellerin on the right. Dan? Yeah, agree. If we got another centre-half in, I would have pushed David Luiz up one, but we didn't. So, David Luiz and Socrates at the back, Bellerin at right-back and Tierney at left-back. Yeah. Has to be. Lee? I'm going I'm to go slightly different. I'm going to go with uh, Bellerin when fit, uh, Holding or Chambers, uh, either one of them sharing that role alongside David Luiz and Tierney at uh, left-back. Harry? I'm going to go... My my fullbacks are the same Tierney and Bellerin, yeah. and then I'm going to go Holding and David Lewis because I think David Lewis is better than Socrates, and I don't think that Socrates and David Lewis can play together because they're both hotheads and they both probably end up <laughs> getting themselves in trouble. And I don't think I think David Lewis is quite an indisciplined central defender, and Rob Holding is a very disciplined one, so I think they'd complement each other better. Yeah. Fair enough. 
This one comes in from Luke. Thank you very much for your question, Luke. Uh, should we go for a nil-nil draw at Anfield in the future? I don't think us conceding. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I'll take uh, a nil-nil. A clean sheet. Yeah, we'll take nil-nil right now. Um, but keeping a clean sheet at Anfield, um, I don't think um, we, we, it's going to be a nil-nil draw. I, I would um, like to see us set up. I, I know this sounds silly. I'd like to see us set up like Aston Villa did against Tottenham. But we've got the firepower, you know what I mean, like to to uh, to hit them on the break, something like that. I'm not saying that we do that, but like I like to see us defend properly, um, two banks of four, or, or very very defensively. Let them come on to us, defend properly, and hit them on the break. I haven't seen Arsenal do that. We, like even yesterday, we 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 took most of the play, but I'd like to see us soak up the soak up their pressure like a sponge and hit them on the break. I don't think we've got the players to do that, man. I don't no, think we've got the defence to do it, unfortunately. I'd love to see it. Oh, Lee, I'd love to see it, mate. But um, I think we did it against Man City a few years ago, didn't we, where we, we won 2-0. Exactly do you know we won 2-0, yeah. yeah. Santi Cazula and Giroud, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's how I'd... We've, and we've never played it bloody since, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> okay, okay yeah. this next one comes in from Simon. Uh, question over here. There's a little private joke in there uh, that only me and Simon would know. But anyway, um, Abamyang is 30 now. How much longer has he got? Uh, how much longer has he got at the top of his game? And do, do you think he'll retire at Arsenal? Great question, mate. Thanks. Brilliant question. I he think won't retire, won't retire at Arsenal. I think he will. No, I, I don't think he'll retire at Arsenal, but I think he's got longer at the top than people think because mm. there's this uh, misconception about Aubameyang that he's only about pace. He has got pace. There's no question about that, but his his movement is very good and he's always in the right place at the right time. He's yeah. got a really good goal-scoring instinct and I think because it's not just about pace, he can last a bit longer than people maybe think. I think his movement is good. So as long as he's sharp over the first sort of five, ten yards... Even a bit later on in his career, I still I still think he'll be a lethal striker. Dan, yeah, I agree with Harry. I think he's going to be top draw for another few years. Yet, yeah, I don't think he'll retire at Arsenal. Um, I'd like him to, <laughs> but I don't think he will. Um, I just think it's interesting with Aubameyang with his stats there with thirty three goals in fifty, better than Ian Wright, Sierra Henry, and Dennis Burkamp were at fifty games. Um, and I just think the guy is a goal machine. So I'd love to see him stay for Arsenal for many years to come. Absolutely. Um, Aaron says uh, top six this season. Top six? Is it back well, to the top? Given, is, is it back to the top six now? Is it, it used to be <laughs> the top four? Um, you know. Okay. Let Let me ask the last question um, before we go on to our little uh, thing that we did there. Um, uh, Dan, if 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 Unai Emery fails to make top four, do we sack him? I'm going to say no. Oh, I did say earlier that I think he'd be under Harry's pressure. Harry's just falling off his chair. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Harry, Harry is Harry is going to disagree with me here, man. So, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Harry's going to disagree with me. Uh, I think that he probably will go, but I don't think he should. I want to see stability. I don't want to see a bit of. We've just got these people on board. We've just got Raúl. We've just got Edu. We've just got Vinay. I'd like Emery to be with him. I like him as a manager. I think his philosophy's good. I do disagree with some of the things Harry said in the past about Emery. I do like him. I do think he's tactically good. I don't think he changes it when it goes wrong. I think the subs that he makes are normally positive subs. 
I don't think I've seen him bring on, let's say, El Nenny or something that we've seen in the past when it's, you know, we're thinking, what is he, what's Wenger doing? Uh, so I'd like to see Unai given, given some time. And I'd like to say if both the boys think that he should go, then maybe go back to the other question and say, was he backed? You guys said he wasn't. So if he does go and we don't get top four, then has he been backed? No. Well, <laughs> I don't know if he can go then if he hasn't been backed. Lee, sacked if he doesn't make top four? Well, I don't think he'll be sacked because he, he, he just, his contract won't be renewed. I don't like that word sacked, you know what I mean? So, uh, I, I, look, listen. Oh, yeah, look, me, Archie, says, yeah, Archie says he won't be sacked, he'll just be released. Yeah, exactly. I, I like Archie. He's, he's, he's my kind of guy, you know what I mean? Because I don't like the word sacked. So, um, if, 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 if he doesn't make top four, for me, bye-bye. Harry? Absolutely. If he doesn't make the top four, he's got to go. <laughs> he, was, he was brought into the club because Arsene Wenger couldn't keep us in the top four. That's why he was brought in. So if he doesn't achieve that, what's the point in sticking with him? Dan, you mentioned his philosophy. What is his philosophy? I've seen 17 formations. I've seen countless different team selections. I can't work out what his philosophy is. So uh, uh, that's kind of where I struggle. And to the point about him not being backed, I will agree that he's not been backed in terms of finances. But we all said that even though, you know, maybe they have balanced the books, the business has been smarter and he's been allowed to get some players in that you'd assume he he's wanted or he's had some input in. So having had two years and probably had, I think he would have brought in 11 players uh, by the end of that two years to bring in a whole team, essentially, and still not hit the target, then for me, and it's nothing personal to Unai Emery. I just, I, I wanted, uh, I, the change had to be made because we weren't in the top four. So if you're going to let this guy have a free ride for two years without getting us in the top four, then is that not accepting sort of mediocrity and accepting that we are a Europa League club rather than a Champions League one? I think you've got to give him a little bit of uh, slack with a, what he's been left with the previous regime. The reason you talk about 17 formations is because he got the maximum out of that bang average squad last season and they were still messing up. And the same players that some people on this podcast have been defending, like Chaka, have been messing up and, and, and conceding goals. And also, when you talk about what, what he brought his philosophy-wise, I think his off-the-ball pressure and high intensity has improved the club. I think he got 22 games unbeaten out of us last season and Arsene Wenger would not have done that with that squad and that was proven last season so I'm a big fan of Emery I do like him I don't think it was his fault that we didn't get top four I still blame it on some of the Arsene Wenger and previous regime players that messed it up for him personally that's well, just the I, way it is I also think I also think boys that if you put the pressure on him today to get into the top four that would benefit him when we get into the Champions League you know what I mean so that he knows he's under pressure let's see if he can perform under under pressure if he gets us to the top four He's going to be under more pressure to do well in the, the Champions League because he's going to get more players and whatever, and and and, and rightly so. Every every manager that that comes into the Premier League should be under pressure, whether it be and it's different pressures. You know, what I mean, Steve Bruce has got pressures at Newcastle, which are completely different to what Euro Emery's got, but they are the same pressures. There's managers that are under pressure to keep their team in the Premier League. But if they don't do that, they will be they will be sacked. I think there's, there's pressure on, and, and, and this is the greatest thing, actually, that there is accountability to our manager now. And I think that's key, you know what I mean? So that when these players like Shaka and the staff who keep making mistakes, if he keeps doing and keeps playing them, he's going to get sacked. So I think it's, it's important. I think, though, as well, 
if you, I think that he did inherit an unbalanced squad, a bit of a mess. But I think that point is overstated a little bit. And I'll tell you why. Since Unai Emery's come in now, if you include the signings of Lewis and Tierney, he's brought in six defensive players. So if come the end of the season, Arsenal haven't improved defensively and miss out on the top four again because of that, then who's accountable for it? Like, it, you can't, exactly, it's, it's right. Saying, yeah, it's all good saying that he's been left with a mess and stuff, but he's been given 11 players of his choosing to improve that. So if he continues to finish outside of the top four, which is what Arsene Wenger was essentially sacked for, then at what point do you say... But was but was our... Was Arsene Wenger sacked? Like, oh yes, uh, 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 oh yes. uh, No, oh, I know he was sacked. But what I'm saying is right. He was so stubborn. Uh, I mean, you, you, you've got a video of him, um, which was circulated again last week. Of him, you know, uh, a journalist says to him, you know, would you, would you consider a technical director? Uh, and, and and he turned around and said, "What's a technical director? What does he do? What what kind of role is that in a football club? Um, Does he does he uh, does he direct the players?" Well, now he looks stupid now because we've now got a technical director and, and look what's happened. Um, Arsene Wenger was a stubborn, stubborn man. Um, it was either his way or no way. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it with with this player and that player. And we can't sign anyone because there's no one there to be signed. But we all knew there was players there. But he was so stubborn that he didn't want to bring anyone in because he knew he, he wanted everyone to think that he was, you know, he was the bee's knees. He was earlier on in his career, but I don't think Unai Emery's like that. Um, to, 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 it's two different generations of manager. Though. I know, I know, but I still think sacking him after two years, I still think sacking him after two years would be harsh in my opinion or releasing him. I think it would be harsh. Um, but unfortunately it's, you know, it's, it's the, it's the business. Oh, I think I, it, well, it's, it's the sec- it's it's the business that they're in, and if he goes, he's got to go, and I'm sure he'll go. You know, he'll he'll go oh. no problem. But who is that? You know, it goes back to the, goes back to the question. Um, you know that that people were asking when Arsene Wenger was leaving. You know, who is that? Who's going to replace him? Craig, one just one one point on that. If Arsenal really challenged for the top four and like missed out on Champions League like Liverpool missed out on the leagues for instance then you can say do you know what maybe give him some leeway but when if it's like when you've got things other teams capitulating around you I, yeah. I think that, that that's a different circumstances I think yeah. it goes a little bit under circumstances as well listen Allegri is going to be available next season if if he's available and you know that listen Arsenal, Arsenal could be ruthless, and I hope they're not. That they got to Champions League, and then they, 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 they still couldn't release him from his contract. There's, there's nothing to say that they couldn't. But uh, uh, you know, um, but if if they don't, they, listen. I remember you telling me once, Craig, uh, who wants to come to Arsenal? You know what I mean? And I said, look, Arsenal's a massive football club, and you know that was under Wenger. Though. Well, the players that are coming now, like so, I think that if the, the managerial job come up at Arsenal. There'd be a queue going all the way up, up, all the way round to Finsbury Park, and that's how I feel about it. Like you know, what I mean, the, the managers that want to do, we'd have a choice of, of one of the best managers in the world. I agree. I, I agree with that. I want some stability. I just don't want a Man United situation where we've got four managers in six years. I no, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah, totally yeah. Agree. absolutely, absolutely, um, lads. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, talking to you all this evening. Uh, thank you to everyone uh, who's been watching live. A little bit of news there. Look, 
Um, record number of live viewers this evening. Um, over 500 of you um, watching, or watching oh, yeah. live. 522 people watching us right now. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. No Monday night football. Maybe that's because. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, but we won't knock it. Um, no, love it. 22 love people it. watching us live. Thank you very much. Thank you to everyone who watches us on YouTube on the replay. Thank you very much. Thank you to you all who listen to us on the audio on iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud. We've had so many podcast outlets there now. Um, I'm not too sure what you're all using. Um, so yeah, it's good to be an Arsenal fan again. Um, we're three points, first game of the season, on to Burnley at, uh, at the weekend. Um, quick prediction, Dan? 3 0. 3 0 to the Arsenal. I like that. Yeah. I like it. Lee? Tough game. I think we'll find it very, very hard to break them down, but we eventually get there. And I think that we'll we get one, one and then maybe another one late on. So I'm going 2 0. Harry? 2 0 as well. 2-0 to the Arsenal. Yeah, I think I'll go 2-0 to the Arsenal as well. But they had a good result, didn't they, the weekend? Yeah, um, yeah no, no mugs. No yeah. mugs under Sam Allardyce. Yeah. Sam Allardyce, um, Sean Dyche. Sean Dyche. It actually caused us a few problems in the past. We've been, always been a tough nut to crack. Won't be no different at the Emirates come Saturday afternoon. Absolutely. Um, thank you to everyone who watched us live again. Um, my thanks to Dan. Thank you very much, mate. Now, Cheers, Dan. I, 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 uh, after the show last week, um, people were saying, where can I follow Dan? On Twitter, and he wasn't on Twitter until I, no. I I started texting him. Come on, son, get yourself on get Twitter. Get yourself on Twitter. Um, so, Dan, where can people follow you on Twitter? I am on Twitter now, thanks to you, Craig. Um, right. Yeah, at Dan Arsenal eighty seven. At, at Dan Arsenal eighty seven. Yeah. At Dan Arsenal eighty seven. So there you go. You got no excuses. Go and follow Dan on Twitter <laughs> um, and say hello if you want uh, to. If <laughs> <laughs> Harry. Um, how are you going with the Chronicles, mate? It's going very well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's going well. Uh, thank you, man, for uh, plugging it last week. It helps. Every every little helps. Um, oh, absolutely not, mate. Everyone, everyone's got to go, and uh, everyone who's listening, um, please go over and subscribe to the Chronicles of Aguna. Um, Harry is doing daily videos now, uh, and very, very impressive at that. Uh, a nice interview with uh, Jerry Armstrong this evening, I, uh, I believe. Yeah, Jerry Armstrong was was a good chat. He played for Spurs for a little bit. We'll we, we'll ignore that. Um, but yeah, he's a he's a Spanish football expert. So if you love your football, then it's a it's a great chat and to listen to. He spoke about playing against Maradona, sort of playing with the likes of Glenn Hoddle. Wow. And, some of the amazing players that he come across, George Best, another one. So it's a really interesting interview. And of all the ones I've done in the last few years, it's probably one of the ones I enjoyed the most. So check it out. Yeah, go and check it out on Harry's channel now. Uh, Harry's interview with uh, Jerry Armstrong. Judges? No worries. Well, what, what are you doing? I'm trying to find Dan, <laughs> or, Dan on Twitter. You know we'll I mean? do it like, afterwards. Man. I will do. Sorry, I'm professional. I know a lot. You know what I mean? So. Dearie, I love mate. you too, Lee. Love you too, mate. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, right. There you go. Lee, uh, thanks very much, mate, of course. Um, yeah, I loved it. Like, my, 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 my aunt to my deck, my laurel to my hardy, my diet Pepsi to Pepsi. To the finger. <laughs> my pinky, yeah. Uh, thanks very much, mate, um, for coming along and joining us. Uh, okay. I so, enjoyed that tonight. Enjoyed it was good, wasn't it? It was very, yeah, very, very good. good. Uh, remember... Um, if you like the video, give it a like. If you're on Twitter, follow us at the same old AFC. Uh, follow the Chronicles of Agona. Go and subscribe to Dan um, Harry's channel. Go and follow Dan on Twitter. And if you want to follow Lee, 
obviously go and follow Lee. You probably follow him already. Um, Can I just say, Greg, as well, just quickly, uh, Guns and Yellow Ribbons um, as well on Facebook. Please oh, join yeah. the forum. Yeah, yeah. Go and join the Guns and Ribbons forum. On, I'm going to come uh, on there soon, and I, Dan. I'm coming on yeah. soon. Yeah, I need to, Lee. Good man. Yeah. You're lucky. You're, you're lucky. I'm in a good mood tonight, Dan. That that, that would have got you. That would have got you taken <laughs> off um, promoting other podcasts. But there you go. Uh, uh, no. Yeah, guns and yellow ribbons. Go, <laughs> go and go and uh, like them on Facebook um, and and join in the forum. And uh, very good podcast as well. Fergus running that. Um, go and subscribe to them. Or where can where can they be found? iTunes, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Spotify, yeah, SoundCloud, yeah, all the that. Usual. Yeah. Look up Guns and Ribbons. Um, that Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Guns, Guns and, and Yellow ribbons. ribbons. You'll find Dan on there as well, uh, along with Fergus. Um, so, without further ado, we will see you next week. Uh, same time, same place at half eight. And until we do, come on, you Arsenal. Come on, you guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.